This is a Handshake Agency podcast. Welcome to That Sucks. Presented by Handshake Agency. My name is Troy. I'm Dan. Crib. Thanks for, for clarifying. Actually, it's probably good to clarify. My name is Troy Nababan. How do you spell that? N-A-B-A-B-A-N. It's spelled the same forwards and backwards. It's you know like that? banana with a silent K. It's a bad joke. But yeah. Is it? Welcome to episode number 47. I can't believe we've made it this far. How are you feeling, Dan? Oh, I'm good. I just want to get to the big 5-0, you know? Big 5-0. The We're big approaching anniversary. the what, big 5 what's, um, what's that in marriage years? Like the gift? Yeah, is that like- Charcoal? Gold? Is it? Is that I true? don't know. <laughs> love. It's love. It's love. It's always love. Um, yeah, the big five. We've got a very special episode planned for number 50, but- Just you wait. But tell me, what's been happening, Dan? Uh, I've been- I watched Jupiter's Legacy, smashed it, loved it. Is it, is it good? I, I really liked it. It's getting smashed by the critics. Oh, is it really? Because you interviewed- uh, What's his name from Las Vegas, right? I did. Um, Josh Demel. I did. He was lovely. Oh, that's nice. He was a nice gentleman. And Netflix, oh, get this. I don't know if I told you this. This package rocked up in the mail from the US. Uh-huh. It was a signed copy of Jupiter's Legacy signed by Mark Miller and Frank Wiley. Really? Yeah. Limited that's, to 250 I was like, what the? That's really cool. Yeah. So, Jupiter's Legacy, check it out. I'll check that. I didn't realize that they were the ones that did that book. Yeah, I like, they created um, it. And Frank, Quiet- what's his name? Frank Quietly. I think he did- I hope that's how you say All-Star it. All-Star Superman, maybe? They did so much stuff. Kick-Ass. That's cool. I'll, I might watch it. I've been watching... Um, I got Binge. So, I've been smashing stuff on Binge. Have you got that? No. Okay. Just... Did you watch the Justice League movie? The, the mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, the oh, Snyder yeah. So, Cut? Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Well, so, um, get Binge, watch the Snyder Cut, and then just like, do me a favor. We do me one favor? Go on. Have you ever watched the show Hoarders? No, not oh, like... Oh, my I haven't- God, Dan. It's the worst, best show on television. It like... I don't really like to, I don't know, get joy from other people's misery, but this is the one show that makes me so happy to watch it. It's, it seems very on brand for That Sucks. Uh, yeah, it kind of is. We, should, we could turn that into an episode, but we've been watching that. Watching Dave at the moment. Have you seen that? Dave. It's Little Dicky, the rapper. What are you talking about? It's like a rapper named Little Dicky. <laughs> yeah. Who you might, he does like a lot of funny sort of, he's a, I don't know if he's a comedy rapper. What's it no, called? Like it's called Dave. The show's called Dave. Yeah. But it's about a rapper who's a real rapper gotcha. named Lil Dicky. Okay. And his stuff's gone viral a few times. Like you should, I'll show you some stuff later, but it's pretty funny. But it's it's a show about him just like being a rapper and it's good. Lil Dave. Gotcha. No, Dave. Lil Dave. <laughs> anyway, that's what I've been watching. So, uh, yeah. Jupiter's Legacy, Hoarders, Lil Dave. Hey, this has been a really good rant. I like when podcasts go off the rails, like if within the first 30 <laughs> seconds- and then it takes ages to get to their uh, the topic. We've got so much stuff to get through today as oh, well. Do we? Oh, do like, lucky. Heaps. Last well, week, I called you and I was like, oi, what would we call our listeners? And then I was like, wait, don't answer. Yeah, yeah. Cause you, Just leave it leave it simmering in our minds and we'll, we'll say it live on the air. Yeah, so like the, the people that listen to this show- What would we call them? Okay, suckers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that it? That's it. Yeah, this is like the only like- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just love every, that was in my head for a whole week and I was just loving it. It was just simmering in there. I knew that you knew and you knew that I knew, yeah, but yeah. we didn't vocalize it at all. Yeah, I, know, that's, I like that. You so thanks for listening, you bunch of suckers. You suckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we like to remind our suckers at the start of every episode, this is a podcast about when the things you love let you down. So Daniel, would you like to tell everybody about what the topic is this week? I would love to. We're talking about- Why don't you do it? Terrible band names- 
band names gone wrong. Ooh, what a topic. They know. And um, I like this topic. I think we should really give full credibility to the person whose topic it was, who can't be here today, which is um, friend of the show, Nick Delena. Yep. He'll be back at another time. Thanks for being one of the top 10 suckers in, in, <laughs> <Top> po- ten. <laughs> in podcast history. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we'll get you back very soon. How did it take us nearly 50 episodes to figure that out? I know. I can't wait for the 50th episode. That's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. We already know the topic. We're, we like planned for it. So. Yeah. Just, just, you know, no spoilers here, yeah. suckers. <laughs> um, so terrible band names, Daniel. Yeah, terrible band names. Should I just kick into it? I got a whole, I got a shit ton of crap here. Yeah. Tell me. Like. Yeah. Well, actually, first of all, you, you've, you, you play in a band with a pretty crappy name. <laughs> I've played a, <laughs> I've played in mostly bands with crappy names, I'll be honest with you. I play in a lot of cover bands. So um the current cover band I play in with again, friend of the show Nick Delena, sorry for stealing your episode. Top ten sucker. Um yeah, so the name of this band is Moves Like Swagger. Moves Oof. like Swagger. What do you think of when you hear that name? Just like everything I hate. <laughs> well that's kinda kind of rude, but okay. I don't hate it anymore it's it's not the best name i've ever heard but can i tell you about the first cover band i've ever played in would you like to know the name of that band hit me flamboyant spelt like normal or yeah spelt like normal flamboyant yeah this is my band flamboyant flamboyant do you like that for for a cover band how often are cover band names used though like enough yeah enough you need a name like i mean it doesn't really a name can be anything it's not going to be fucking in light somewhere for anyone to check out but you still need to be known by something i think that was a pretty fucking terrible one you want to you want about terrible like cover band names yeah tell me me. so there's this um pearl jam cover band from i believe the uk i'm gonna i'm gonna hold up a piece of paper can you can you say their name Pearl Jam <laughs> with two M's. Yeah, <laughs> Pearl Jam. It's just got the yeah, Pearl Jam with an extra M on the end of it, right? <laughs> That's so good because, like, a lot of the time it'll be bands will like they'll you know cover bands will make they'll be puns or whatever, and that this band's just like yeah, just whack another M on the end of yeah, it. <laughs> now Pearl Jam have only trademarked the one M, so yeah, exactly. Well, they yeah. got um, so that was like um, earlier this year they got a cease and desist letter from the band's lawyers. <laughs> like they were like, oh, you can't you can't do that. Which I think that's fair enough, telling them to stop it, right? I don't think that's unreasonable. Yeah, yeah, and, and then so they changed their name. Can you guess what they changed it to? <laughs> Pearl with two L's on it. On the other, no, this is this is actually really clever. Okay, what is it? Legal Jam. That's all right. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Not to mention the publicity they got. Yeah, well, you would. It's like there was a band in Canada that named themselves Metallica. <laughs> what? <laughs> did they like? Yeah, this is like did a they long time Metallica, ago. or were they just like a? They were just a band, and they called themselves Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> that, what happened there? I don't know, man. I don't know what the name of the band is now, but like that it's obviously definitely didn't... not Metallica. Yeah, it's. Shit, uh, I, I think they spelled it the exact same way, but it's like, yeah, we're Metallica. Um, well, I, I guess the, the problem there for like Pearl Jam and their representation is it's it's misleading or and same with that Metallica thing um i found this this incident um there was this new zealand gig so i'll often see when and you probably see this playing cover gigs there'll be um like a cover show where bands will play like pearl jam or metallica and they'll have like the band's logo really big and then Mm -hmm. in small like performed by legal jam or you know so when you you look at it you think oh shit like i think most people know that it's, it's a tribute show but in New Zealand, in 2017, there was an article on the website Stuff 
This guy got really angry because he bought tickets to what he thought was a Rage Against the Machine, Deftones, Corn, and Alice in Chains show in Christchurch, and then he realized it was a tribute gig. Ugh. But get this, it was like $15. Oh, like, <laughs> so, like, so what, you want your money back? Like, yeah, geez. wouldn't you... What, if, if that was you and you'd purchased those tickets and realized it was a tribute gig, wouldn't you just kind of feel embarrassed and be like, all right, I'll just cop this one and... Yeah, I mean, like, what are you doing telling all your friends you're going to go see Rage on the weekend? Yeah, he took it to, like, the... Um, advertising standards authority being like, this is bullshit. And they were like, yeah, it's a tribute everywhere. So just like go away. That reminds me of like 2004 with a kid I went to high school with was like, man, red hot chili peppers are going to be playing Hyde park. I was like, Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> in Perth. It's, it's like a different public- Hyde, different Hyde park to, than the one that's in Highgate, Western Australia. Did like, they, did they think it was in Perth? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't all have phones that we could check this. I was like, Oh, that's going to be cool. Y'all go see like, Red Hot Chili Peppers play at Hyde Park on the tiny little concrete stage that's out there. That'd be cool. At, at, at that stage, they were playing. They were playing stadiums, right? Yeah, they were like the biggest band in the world. So that was pretty funny. But yeah, like you know, just cop the fifteen bucks. It's it's not that hard. Go tri- see some songs you like. I don't like tribute bands. I wouldn't go to. You a play tri- in tribute bands? No, 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 Dan. I don't play in tribute bands. I play in cover bands. They're very, very different. Are they? Yeah. Do you want to know the go difference? On, please. Here's the difference. One sucks and the other doesn't. No, a tribute band. You know, you're learning the songs of one specific band. So if you're in a Rage Against the Machine tribute band, then you need to learn all of the Rage Against the Machine songs. That band is made of four people. So if you're the guitar player in that band, you probably should learn all the guitar parts of that one guitar player so that you can represent the songs live, how they are on the album or whatever. Gotcha. So that's a tribute band. And I play in cover bands, which is while seemingly the same thing because you're playing other people's songs, I play a variety of songs. This is not better. I'm not better than people because I play a lot of songs. What I am is very, very lazy (laughs) because I have to interpret a Madonna song on an electric guitar where maybe there's going to be lots of layers of shit. I just kind of listen to a song, sort of work out how to play it, get up there and play the song. It takes me five to 10 minutes to learn a new song. Uh, I can sometimes read the lyrics off an iPad and then away we go. So it's like, a, it's it's like it's almost like more of an act being in a tribute band, like yeah, a, more of a, a show, like theatrical thing it to can, some extent. It definitely can be. Do you ever play any Hunters and Collectors? I do. What song? I play Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Wow. This, this, was, this segue couldn't have been more perfect. Yeah, tell me. Tell me why. You can't wait to see me. You should come to one of my cover gigs. I'll play it just for you. Oh, please? Yeah. All right. I will. But tell me about Hunters and Collectors. Peter versus Hunters and Collectors. You know the uh, people for the ethical treatment of animals organization. Oh, yeah, they that. went. They, yeah, they went after hunters and collectors. Oh, in, uh, because in 20, of in the word hunters and then yeah, name? hunters and collectors. Yeah. Oh my god. So in um, in 2017, um, Peter sent a letter to them. Mm-hmm. It was an open letter on their website, mm-hmm. just being like, "Hey, uh, you know, maybe consider changing your name as duck hunting season begins in the country. You might, you know, inadvertently be uh, encouraging your fans to partake in duck hunting." And they suggested the band could change their name too. Hunters and collectors of antiques, hunters and collectors of vinyl records, or hunters and collectors of beer cans. Oh my god! Do you know much about Peter? Uh, not too much. I, I, so I'm, I'm vegetarian. I've previously been vegan. It seems a lot of the time they alienate people with their extreme views. Peter itself is just not a very nice organization. Like they're big on the suing of people. So somebody asked Mark Seymour, the uh, front man of Hunters and Collectors. Yep. About that on Q and A, this look, I'm I'm sending you a photo. This is uh, Mark Seymour's face when this woman's asking him about it. You got to zoom in there. <laughs> Describe that look. He's really, <laughs> he's really thinking about it. He just looks like fucking hell. 
He just looks over it, right? <laughs> yeah. So he said his his response to someone asking about that was. Um, what they were doing was drawing attention to the fact that this activity takes place in Victoria for three months and it starts in the middle of March. Mm-hmm. And it appears that they've been quite successful in drawing attention to the fact. So he was like, well, yeah, they didn't actually expect us to change our name. What they wanted was this to be like a national story, mm-hmm. which didn't go away for a few weeks and they succeeded. So they got what they wanted. Yeah. And I didn't know it was duck hunting season. So now I'm going to go hunt some ducks. I did. I- they're going like, to come after you. You're an animal. They're coming after you. I am. You. I am an absolute You're a filthy, filthy animal. Animal in I'm captivity. Anim- You're an animal in captivity. Yeah, they've come after me and free Which me. is another great segue to my next point. Uh-huh. The band Captives. Band Captives. The band Captives. That's oh, yeah. their name, Captives. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, there's, there's an Australian band called Captives mm-hmm. and a UK band named Captives. And earlier this year, shit got crazy. Really? So, they're, they're both hardcore bands. Oh, yeah. um, and at the start of March, the UK captives posted this like lengthy statement to their Instagram explaining why they've now changed their name to Caskets. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've got, let me, uh, I'll open up their statement. So, they posted this lengthy statement to Instagram, just being like, dear fans, um, we've had to change it. Um, there's a band by the same name based in Australia who decided after eight years they would register the name as a trademark in the UK. Currently, right. the UK is the only territory in which the Australian band hold the trademark and then promptly issued us a cease and desist, as well as contacting the various platforms on which we exist to have them remove us immediately, hmm. like Spotify and YouTube. Right. So, the band just decided to, um, yeah, do that. So, the UK band had to change their... They were, they were like, look, we could fight it, but we've got an album coming out and we can't afford to have delays and our music taken down and fight this. And then the Aussie band just posted a, a statement because they just started getting abused by the mm-hmm. UK band's fans. I think they were getting like death threats and stuff oh. like that. Um, yeah, they were. And it's like, what did they say? They said, we may not have a million uh, Facebook likes. We may not have a million Instagram followers, but we put everything into our music, our time, our money. And in return, we hope to put a smile on some faces. So yeah, it's been a pretty shitty day, but we are pushing forward with our new album. Blah, 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 blah. So... The funny thing is the band from the UK who had to change their name, their statement got 2,300 likes. The Aussie band got 270 likes. What's the the um, the status of each band? Like, is one big, bigger than the other? Not or? really. Like, the, the UK band who are now called Caskets, they look a lot more slick and they've got- Who um, came first? Well, the from what I can tell, the Oz band's first Instagram post was from 2013 and the UK band, their first post was in 2018. So, the Australian band were all around for quite a lot longer. Yeah, that's fair then. You reckon? Like, yeah. Well, the UK band making their statement, like or making the statement, like the way that they did, is clearly just trying to draw attention to it. And it's one of those first to the marketplace of like arguments. If the Aussie band had, uh, if it, like situation re- was reversed, no matter the the status of each band, I think you'd have fans and, and just people just jumping on board. You know, we we're yeah. talking about the Nickelback thing last week. How the uh, Change the Org petition, where it's like a worldwide thing. Um, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. the same sort of thing where uh, it's the outrage of it. Like, get a load of how outrageous this other band is. They're being like so shitty to us. Oh my god! Where it's like, well, hey, if you're gonna start a fucking hardcore band, maybe check what other bands are out there and yeah. don't like, maybe see if the same thing. That's a good point. The fact that they both play this like similar types of music. If one was like an indie band and one was a like hardcore band, you'd be like, uh, but you're right. If the if the Aussie band's been around for five years and the UK band come along, yep. just, it's one of these things where people seem to be outraged because they're like, oh, just, you know, don't do that to them, leave them alone. And it's like, well, if both these bands had a million likes each 
yeah. a million followers, then it would be a serious like financial battle. So absolutely, yeah, I think it's sort of like it, it seems a bit premature for them to do it, but at what point, you know, you might as well establish it now rather than in ten years from now if either of them blow yeah, exactly. up. You know, and as you say, if that if the Aussie band is putting out a new album and all this sort of stuff, then maybe it's like, well, uh, we're about to get our break, so let's just let's just do it now. Yeah. So your previous band, The Decline, did you guys Google before you named yourself? Yeah, you band? know what? There was other bands called The Decline, mm-hmm. and I believe we messaged them or we might have had beef with them. Yeah, right. They were from the UK. No, sorry. What happened was they were a defunct UK punk band, sort of like The Clash or, you know, oh, they, yeah. they were that kind of like classic kind of like mm-hmm. punk sort of sound. And they were defunct. And I remember engaging in conversation with them because we wanted their MySpace, mm-hmm. like which was just myspace.com forward slash the decline instead of having like the decline band or the decline music, the decline Oz. Yep. And I remember whoever was, was messaging me was like really aggressive and just sort of like, fuck you. Like, All right. yeah, they were just uh, for no reason. They were just like, like, nah, fuck you. It's ours. And hmm. even though they were not a band anymore, whoever, yep. whoever had the account was very angry. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's weird. Yeah. But I guess like the last... It's been a while since I've had to name a band, like even a cover band, like I've just joined other bands. You kind of have to do your research these days. It's very easy to bring up Spotify. And when you do it, with the exception of bands like, you know, Foo Fighters and fucking Nirvana. And Metallica. Metallica. (laughs) You know that that's going to be the band that you're looking for. But at a a smaller level and an independent level and everything like that, there's going to be like, 20 other names of the same thing because there's only so many yeah. words in the fucking English Especially language. when it's like captives, you know, that's so simple. Yeah. There was, um, okay, this is weird. Um, in Perth, 10 years ago, five, 10 years ago, there was a band I was friends with called Fame, F-A-I-M mm-hmm. in capitals. And they broke up like a while ago. And then there was a band, another band in Perth who um, they recorded with John Feldman mm-hmm. and I, I forget what they were called at the time, but they rebranded before they launched that big album because like Travis Barker was involved. They co-wrote with Mark Hoppus and mm-hmm. it was huge. They picked the name Fame, F-A-I-M, all in caps. And right. it's like, not only is the music, like they're a bit more poppy, but not only is the music of a similar kind of vein, they're both from Perth and that's a kind of a unique name. Yep. Like it's not a name, you know? So it's not like they were both called like Tuesday or something. Mm, it's that's like, a good name. You're right. Like just Google. Yeah. Like, and then, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. The Decline's not that original, but that we, we named the band after a No Effects song. So right. that's not original either. No Effects is a pretty cool band name. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, but should we take a quick break and then we'll smash back into it? Not Oi. burrito break. We're not there yet. No, 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 not yet. We haven't. We haven't earned it. Let's have a sip of coffee. Oi, are you kidding me? Look, it's this ad break question mark on my notes. It's amazing. All right, shall we take a break? We'll be right back after these fine messages from us. You know what sucks? What? The NRL. That's a hot take. That's not the only take. And you know what doesn't suck? Tell me. The take with Willie Mason on the Handshake Agency Network. That's right, ex-NRL and Australian international player Willie Mason discusses all things rugby league. You don't have to be a fan of the sport to get sucked into the podcast. But don't just take our word for it. Head over to thepodcasts.com.au now and listen for yourself. And we're back. That was such a good ad. Can you believe that? It was like really, I really can't good. even believe that that's on offer. Yep. In 2021, that's on offer. Yeah. You Jesus. Just, you don't even have to Google it. You don't even have to Spotify to check if it's got the same band name. Um, the next point I want to make, you brought to my attention, Lady A. Oh, yeah. 
And I so I look I looked into this. What what what's before I I've got like detailed notes on what's going on and what happened. Are you like, were you familiar with Lady A before you looked them up? Uh no. I knew like so Lady A formerly Lady Antebellum. Yeah, correct. Yes. I sort of knew they were this like corny country pop yeah, band from the they US. Were massive, massive, massive about ten years ago. They're probably well, they're still like a popular band, but um they had a few songs and a few albums that um the 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 big one was "It's a Quarter After One." I'm a little oh. drunk and I need you now. I, need re- you now I really, should, I really should get to one of your cover gigs. Yeah, no, come, come check it out. But yeah, they were a cool band. And then, do you know what Antebellum is? Yeah, so it's like a. Um, I made notes here. So it's well, actually, I've got a quote from them. Yep. Last year, after George Floyd was murdered, um, a few weeks later on June 11, so Lady Antebellum announced on Facebook they were changing their name to Lady A. Mm-hmm. So this is part of what they said. Um, when we set out together almost 14 years ago, we named our band after the Southern Antebellum style home where we took our first photos. As musicians, it reminded us all of the music born in the South that influenced us. Southern rock, blues, R&B, gospel, and of course country. But we are regretful and embarrassed to say that we did not take into account the associations, the associations that weigh down this word with referring to the period of history before the Civil War, which includes slavery. Yep. So I think like Lady Ant... Sorry antebellum homes were um largely built by um like slaves, slaves. Yeah. yeah they're like the massive like the massive southern homes that you'd see in like what the the sort of house you'd imagine colonel sanders would live in <laughs> yeah so they changed their name to lady a which you think oh okay like that's if you're gonna do it yeah that's probably a good time yep. given what's going on it's but- a close enough name to what it already was. So and they're already kinda... known by their fans. A lot of their like fans were, would refer to them as Lady A because it's way easier to say that than right. you know, the full thing. Um, and then you obviously know what happened next. Well, yeah, but why don't you tell the, uh, the suckers out there what happened? So, <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> um, they were uh, unaware that there was a black blues singer from Seattle named Anita White who performs under the name Lady A and she has for almost three decades. <laughs> three So... Okay, yeah, so that's fair time. enough. So what you would do in that situation is probably say, well, you know, we might change our name to something else that because isn't... they because we, we're going to do a quick Google search, just like uh, captives should have done, mm-hmm. and we're going to learn that this lady Anita, what's her name, from Seattle, Anita White, Anita White uh, and she's an African American blues singer. Did you say? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's pretty reasonable to me that Lady A formerly known as Lady Antebellum, would do a quick little Google search and realize that this is the right thing to do to let the original Lady A, the African-American blues singer who has been around for 30, 30 years, years. released numerous albums across new, numerous streaming albums, platforms, social media, And website. in the wake of uh, Black Lives Matter, that that's absolutely the responsible thing to do. Am I right, Daniel? So the day after the name change... Um, she spoke with uh, Rolling Stone and she made she made a very good point. So not only did the band not contact her, but she pointed out the irony of, of them picking a new name to make up for a previous blind spot about race only to use the same name of a black singer. <laughs> they're a big band, right? Wouldn't they have Lady a, a team? huge band. Like they're a, uh, Lady Antebellum. Yeah, wouldn't they have a, wouldn't the, the, so wouldn't that band have a team behind them and somebody on that team would just go, mm, maybe this isn't a good idea. Yep. So, um, so that was on 
the 11th, they, June 11 last uh, last year, they decided to announce their name change. The following day, um, Anita White was like, oh, this isn't cool. On June 16, the band shared a screenshot of like a Zoom chat they had with her to try and like work this out. Um, and you go, oh, okay. So apparently they offered her that they could record a song together and they could provide some like resources to help her career. Mm-hmm. But then shortly after that conversation, things broke down. Her lawyer apparently came back to them and was asking for a $10 million payment, which would be used for rebranding and donations to charities that supported black artists. Uh-huh. That was framed in a way that made her look bad, but she mm. has said that she didn't ask him for any money initially, but after a while, it was clear in their conversations that they weren't listening to her mm-hmm. and her concerns. So she was like, okay, well, this money's needed because I'm going to have to rebrand and they're pretty much going to wipe me off the planet when it comes to streaming services and yep. everything. Like, that's her income. So, you know, it might seem like a lot of money, but if a lot of that's going to charity and also it's a 30-year career, it's not really that much given how much yep. money they probably make. Mm-hmm. Things were kind of getting heated and then the band filed a lawsuit in July of last year mm-hmm. um, and they'd trademarked the name Lady A in 2011, as that's what we, oh, we said right. before a lot of people called them. So I guess that was just sort of Lady Antebellum's trademarked, Lady yep. A's trademarked. Um, and that their suit wasn't so much anything like to, to stop her or... Or, you know, it was more like proving they could legally use it to be like, no, no, we have the legal right to use this. And then um, in September, she countersued them for a trademark infringement. And at, at this point, like, what a fucking shit show. Like, yep. that band is so stupid. What was initially intended, like she said, to make right like a a racial blind spot yeah. is just become a problem, an actual problem yep. for somebody. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I like... I'm assuming the original lady has a fairly small time artist, right? They're probably just doing well, like you know, in, in terms of like, yeah. But like, I think she's had a pretty uh, solid career overall and makes enough money off it that it's, you but know, not not a winning Grammys. No, which no, is not like Lady not Antebellum. Like, yeah, exactly. Doing which, stadium shows, which is part of the problem. Anita White had a like a steady career, mm-hmm. um, and then she's going to get wiped off the planet because of. Lady Antebellum coming in and just being like, yep. yep, any Google search now is going to push her down and and things like that. So, yeah, just I think, again, Google or like be smart about it. Yeah, but they, they probably clearly thought that the cost of dealing with these lawsuits was going to be easier than what it would be to rebrand as something completely different. So, they, they like must the have band? weighed up that. Yeah, they must have weighed up that. It's also like the... Outside of the money and everything else, it's just just take a step back and look at the situation. Yep. You guys are like in the wrong here for so many reasons. Yeah. And just in an, another interview, um, Anita White just stepped back and was like, she, she pretty much just said that, like, if the band are truly trying to be, be better when it comes to this sort of thing, why would they fight this? And, you know, like, it just seems pretty. Uh... Yeah. Bunch of dickheads, really. So that sucks. It does. Just to bring it home, Dan. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Actually, no. Actually, I love oh, this. We're just synergy tonight. I love that you say we're. I love that you say we're bringing it home. We're we're looking local. The Veronicas. I've heard of them. The sisters. Yeah, yeah. From Australia. Shout out Steve, the drummer. Funnily enough, also the the drummer from Moves Like Swagger. So really, yeah. Okay. Well, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Bang. We're in. We've got an in. Yeah, we've got an in. We've got an in. Um, did you know that Archie Comics threatened to sue them in? 2005. Is that right? That's funny. Yeah. So their name was inspired uh, by Veronica Lodge mm-hmm. from the Archie, the long running Archie comics. Not which, from Riverdale. 
No, I was going to say, which was then adapted to the, the Riverdale yep. CW TV show. So apparently the, like this was back when the bat, when the Veronica's first started mm-hmm. and Archie comics, like they weren't happy because they said it would, it would lead people to believe that they were endorsing the Aussie duo right. um, and that might harm their squeaky clean image. Mm-hmm. And they also claimed it interfered with plans they had to create a, another musical group called the Archies. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so I read that it was the, according to the New York Times, they asked, like, so the Veronicas were signed to Warner. Mm-hmm. And this was before their album came out, their first album. They asked um, Warner to stop using the name, hand over all publicity material and pay $200 million in damages, um, $20 million for actual damages and $180 million punitive. This is the Archie brand. Yeah, yeah, Archie Comics, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I couldn't really see, like, because this was back in 2005, I couldn't really see what happened after that. But the Veronicas on the radio back in 2019, they spoke about it to the hit network. Mm-hmm. And they said that like they had a sit down meeting with um, Archie Comics and things were smooth, smoothed over and um, they were written into the Archie Comics. Mm. So they're in one of the comics. That's funny. And the story is <clears> like, so they're in a, the tour bus breaks down and they're like, oh crap, we're going to miss the show in Riverdale. Yep. And then um, Archie and Veronica are in a helicopter and they see them broken down. They're like, oh my God, it's the Veronicas. And they go and they help them out. And I mean, these lawsuits, they're exactly the same as your mate suing Adam Sandler for like $10 million or whatever it was. You know, they're yes, just yeah. frivolous lawsuits. <laughs> if you're going to sue someone for something stupid, it might as well be a lot of money, right? Should we sue someone? Who should we sue? So, anyway. Um, I've got a couple more points for you. Tell me. This came from a listener. We had an email. Did we? A listener emailed this in. Shit. Yeah. You know, band names like Captives and Lady A and uh-huh. stuff like that. That's people making choices to name a band that or rename their, their band something. What about when your actual name is the issue? Oh. In 2013, the Lost Prophets frontman, Ian Watkins, <sighs> he was sentenced to 35 years jail over terrible child sex offenses. Yes. Which that's just... Ugh. We've um, talked about that, haven't we? Probably. <clears throat> um, anyway, while all that was unfolding, there was a Welsh singer by the name of Ian H. Watkins from a pop group called Steps, and he started getting... Oh, Steps! He started, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they Five, are. six, seven, eight. My poor scooting baby is driving me crazy. Is it? Steps and yeah, Steps. Thank you for... I hope that's who it is. If so, you've just... Yeah, that's now, the Everyone steps. knows that. Wow, okay. Well, so... He started getting abused online because people Ooh. were confusing him with the Lost Prophets singer. And not only that, it didn't fucking help that in November of 2013, look what E! Online did. So the website E! Mm-hmm. This was published to their website. Lost Prophets Ian Watkins pleads guilty to sex offenders, including attempted rape of baby. Oh, is that a photo of the other guy? Yeah, they've used, oh. they've used a photo of the guy from Steps. In on an article about um, oh, the Lost Prophets that's so man getting sentenced. P- the poor guy from Steps. He, like- they've used his photo on this article. And then um, not only that, but shortly after this happened. So this is um, Ian H. Watkins from Steps on Twitter. I oh, yeah, sort this out. Very upset again. Oh, no. It keeps so happening. He's posted a screenshot of Google. So if you were to Google Ian Watkins' Back then, mm-hmm. the first article that came up was um, CBS News, and it was ex-singer Ian Watkins gets 29 years for child sex assault, and Ooh. Google's pulled a photo of the Steps singer. And apparently, that like uh, CBS were like, no, no, like that—that's Google. Go- Google has done that. Like mm-hmm. that preview was generated by them, but like 
this poor guy, like, he's just, he, he left Twitter for a while. Yeah, you'd have he's to. He's getting abused <clears throat> and, like, it, what do you do in that situation? Like, that's your name. It's not like you've picked a band name and yeah, you, you can change it. You can't do anything. You just have to, you have to leave social media for a little while until people forget who you, what that name is. Which, and then hope that people kind of, you know, he gets forgotten over the course of a few years and you can return to society. Because, like, yeah, you can't do anything else. Yeah. That was big news for at least, um, at least a few months. Um, I liked Lost Profits a lot too. Uh, Did you? And I only got into them a year or two before all this came out. Ugh, I know then- somebody who had a um, Lost Profits tattoo across their chest. Oh, they're yeah. a good band, man. Uh, it's just unfortunate. I mean, it's a, what's unfortunate. For the band for, members. Yeah, for the band members and for their fans. Like, I think I told you, I must have said this, but I had a, um, a client of mine who that was like his reason for living was Ugh. Lost Profits. And he just, um, after that all came out, man, he was like broken. He, I don't think he, he was a really, really great singer. And I think he just kind of gave up on music after that, which is really sad. Yeah, so, wow. But anyway, Ian H. Watkins, um, you know, good luck to you, buddy. Hopefully, it's things have turned around a little bit. Well, I think, yeah, I think he, I, so he left um, Twitter for a while. I checked when I was doing research and he's back on Twitter and posting. So oh, that's good. Looks like things have turned around, which is, you know, promising, but like, Jesus Christ. Um, I want to finish, I want to finish with uh, Dan Cribb versus Dan Cribb. Oh, this is, sounds intriguing. So uh, I printed out a little script uh, that, I, that I'd like both of us to to read, but a, a bit of bit of background. So in uh, in, in twenty fourteen, I got into some beef uh, via Facebook with a musician in California, also named Dan Cribb. Wow. So yeah, that's really funny. Uh, and now I would like to act out our argument <laughs> via the podcast, if you if you'll indulge me. Yeah, of course. So I mean, if you're up for playing the role of the U.S. Dan Cribb, I'll I'll play the Australian Dan Cribb, yeah, no which, which is me. So this interaction, who instigated this? It was it was definitely me. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> it was it was a hundred percent me. Just, um, oh, you've printed out a script. I printed out a script. Yeah. All right. You ready? So, um, I will be reading the part of me, and Troy will be reading the part of Dan Crib <laughs> from the US. The fake Dan Crib. But I've put Troy next to where you read. Okay. So I'll start it. And this was via I, I messaged his band page. <laughs> this is fraud. I'm taking this to the cops. Be my guest. I've had this name since 1968, and I've been playing music since before you were born. Wrong way to approach it, son. You should be saying hello and try to figure figure how we might be related. Typical crib hot-headedness. We both come up on YouTube when you search our names. Uh, live with it. I have to. And several hours later, it says. So, yeah, several hours later. You're in friggin' Australia. I live in California. We have no conflict. Let me know when you get world famous. We can discuss the Facebook page then. Do you want to do this next uh, So, yeah, another little narration. Uh, US Dan Cribb changes his Facebook page to include official in the title <laughs> and shares one of Australian Dan Cribb's singles along with a compliment. Uh, and then I sent him a message saying, you're nothing but a bully. I'm going to attach this as evidence of my case to the police. I extend an olive branch on my page welcoming you. If you don't accept it, fine. I'm sorry. I offended you. I was just playing around because musicians uh, bust each other's balls. The world is big enough for both of us, but they won't let me change the name of this page because I already changed it once. I didn't know it was going to incite a riot halfway around the world. It says later that day. Your music has really grown. If you ever make it to the States, California, maybe we can hook up and I'll buy you dinner and a nice cold beer. Haha. <laughs> Sounds good. God bless you and good luck. 
<laughs> so you worked it out. That's nice. We worked it out over the space of a day. Yeah. So you, you just cold messaged this guy. Yeah. And just, said, is that literally the first message is like yeah. the first thing that you said to him? This is fraud. Yeah. That's the first thing I said. Oh this my is God. fraud. I'm taking this to the cops. That's really typical Dan uh, pranking, which, isn't it? Which one? Clearly not the OG Dan Crib. He sounds like he's- um, The official Dan Crib. Yeah, the official. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Is he, he still he, official Dan Crib? I couldn't find him anymore. Oh, that's a shame. I win. I win. Typical Crib hot-headedness. Um, but I love oh, that- Is your family hot-headed? Does that resonate with no, you? No, it doesn't. Comment? He's he's lost the plot. You know, he's, he's, he's not a real Crib. He's an inferior model. Yeah. Um, he's, the thing is, because he changed his name to have official in it. And then in that, uh, the script is like, um, or the messages, he's like, look, I can't change it. I already changed it once and it won't let me change it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, so he got stuck with official in his name, which how dumb does that look? I know. It's so funny when people do that. Like my friends always joke about that. Like when you see someone on Twitter, that's like so-and-so official. Like I really- I, Yeah, when you, when does, doesn't the verified tick kind of- if you, Yeah. If you, if you have official in your name, but you don't have the tick, it's like, eh. I, I, I said before, man, I'm the- as far as I can tell, I'm the only Troy Nababan in the world, which is pretty cool. So, like, TroyNababan.com, the social media accounts, Troy Nababan, I got all of them because they don't exist. But part of me would love to be official Troy Nababan because it's so fucking douchey. Why don't you do it anyway? Uh, I kind of like what it is at the moment. It's easy to, it's just easier. But You'll always be the official Troy Nababan. I am the me. official. You will always, to me though, just just to me. Thank you, Daniel. That's all I, you know? So there you go. Bloody, oh, I won. That's the moral of the story there is. I'm glad that you finally got something to, sh to show for it. For my, um, for my hot headedness. Did you ever contact him again after that? Uh, no, I don't think so. You never became Facebook friends or anything? No. That's I kind of was like, I've had my fun. See you later. Yep. Oh. And then he just dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah, he's pretty dead. Dan what? Cribb, if you're listening to this, then we appreciate you and we hope you're Hope you're well. He was born in 60, so- 68, uh, so he'd be 53 now, or 53, 53 this year. yeah. Yeah. I'm officially out of notes, and uh, I reckon that that's, uh, we're, we're done. We're in the bag. Well, you know what? That was a pretty good episode. I liked it. Um, thank you for all the positive comments about the Nickelback episode as well. Oh, yeah. We got good feedback about that. Yeah, it was nice. Nice to finally it's do something fucking... that um, people don't hate. The first time Troy picks a, a topic, everyone loves it. You know, I'm busting my ass here trying to- Think of great content for all you suckers. <laughs> Troy just like in passing goes Nickelback and then you're all bloody sucking up to him. I'm going to come up with all the episodes from now on. So, Well, I didn't come up with this one either. No. It was Nick. It was Nick. So, so Jesus. We'll get him on soon to talk about some uh, something. I don't know. And you know what? I didn't come up with the next episode either. All the one up, the bloody 50th was your idea. They just, um, they just fall out of the sky don't they, they these will, episode ideas. apparently when I have ideas no one likes them so no well if you have an idea and you want to get in touch please feel free to use the the, uh, the email address would you like to remind everybody what it is it is that sucks at the podcasts.com.au you can also please do the thing where you rate and review and subscribe go check out the other podcasts on the network too there's heaps of them this, it's so good the Handshake Agency Network and you can find all the deets all the details oh thank you on the podcasts.com.au you know feel free to get in touch on social media if you like what you hear check me out on twitter on instagram at troy nepperbarn oh what so you can be stealing all the good ideas yeah 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 fair enough as long as they don't come from me they'll be popular exactly you fucking idiot all right anything else we need to talk about dan that's it all right let's get the fuck out of here and go eat a burrito peace we'll see you next week bye bye that sucks is a podcast from the handshake agency network who's in it and produced by dan crib and troy nepperbarn Recorded and engineered by Troy Navabin. Executive producer Craig Chirik. Theme music by Dan Cribb and Troy Navabin. <laughs>